What's going on, man? Welcome back to The Basement. I am your host, Ronald Stewart, and today we're going to be covering a topic that has been bothering me all offseason. This has not only bothered me this offseason, but every offseason and the offseason before that, it has bothered me. I cannot stand when people go out here on the Twitter streets, in your league chat, you're like, Player X, you know, he's just burned me too many times. I can't draft him this year. I can't draft Joe Mixon. He's disappointed me in the past. He burned my championship potential in 2018, and I just can't do it again. And what I keep on coming back to is I focus on the player and what they can do for me this season and not what have you done for me lately. I hate this kind of this kind of idea in fantasy football where people just, they want to have the proven veterans. They want to see it before. They want to see it be done before by the player. The thing is, when you hit on that big league winner, you win a league, it's because you saw something that nobody else did. Like Christian McCaffrey going into a second year, becoming an absolute superstar. Nobody else saw it. You had to just go out on a limb and do that. And there's no magical curse for these players to underperform for fantasy and like perpetuity. So today we're going to sit down and break down the numbers and prove to you why I have this mindset where I don't care what you've done in the past. I don't care that you've burned me. I will say no to fantasy PTSD and I will draft you again if I like your situation and I like your talent in the current year. So we're going to break down the numbers and we're going to prove why that is the case. Now, before I keep on rambling, let's go. Now, before we crunch the numbers and we get balls deep in this video, make sure you go down below. And if at any point in time during this video, you're fucking with the content, you're fucking with the work I put in, the words that I'm saying, go down below, leave a like and subscribe. It really helps out the channel and the algorithm helps us grow. You guys have been killing it down there on the like button on the subscribe button. We're at like 1.6 something K at this point. We just hit 1.5 K the other day. So we are really growing here in the summer and I'm going to keep on giving you guys that content this summer to win your fantasy football leagues. Now let's break down what the numbers said. Now when I'm going to do this whole fucking science experiment type shit in the Google Docs, we got to set up how we want to define players that disappointed in the year prior. So the players we're talking about are obviously the players inside of the top five rounds of drafts. These are going to be like the premium picks. No one's going to say, oh, I've been burned too many times by Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I'm not going to get him in the 18th round. Let's just, we're going to narrow it down to the top five rounds because these are premium picks. People want safety in these picks. They shy away from players who busted in the years previously. So I wanted to look at the players' win rates over the last few years and compare them to their previous win rates. So what did they do? In the current year and what did they do from beforehand so we can see oh was player x he was a league winner but he either overperformed or underperformed in the year prior now let's break down win rates for a second best ball win rates i think are probably the best way to measure this because 8.3 percent win rate that's just one divided by 12 that's an average win rate because one out of every 12 per people win a 12-man league so we're going to break it down and we're going to take the win rates of every player drafted in the first five rounds since 2016 and i'm going to take their win rates from the year before and compare. Are they coming from our players that are winning leagues? Are they coming from players that were underperformers in the year prior or were they overperformers? Did they perform at ADP? Of course, 8.3% and more, that's performing at ADP. Less than 8.3%, that's busting at ADP. And you know I get freaky in these Google Sheets. So I took the 271 player sample size that we have since 2015 and I plotted the values to see if anything came up. And the wild part is, I'm gonna put it on the screen now, this is a chart of the win rates plotted. So the, the win rates of the player in the current season compared to the win rates of the player in the previous season. And the wild thing is the correlation is literally zero. And I could stop the video right there. The, the correlation is literally zero. 
this means a player a player's ability to to be a league winner to perform at ADP has no correlation to what he did in the previous season. If he busted for you in the previous season, he has just as likely a chance of overperforming or performing at ADP for you in the next season. So this means that every player we look at should be with a clean slate. It, let's put away the way that he's he's burned you in the past. You know, I know that Joe Mixon has cost you a couple dollars, but no, it doesn't matter in the long run. And let's let's just dig a little bit deeper because I think that that is very good on the surface level. That's something definitive. We now know win rates from the previous years to current years, they don't matter. They don't correlate. They're nothing that we should be looking at. We shouldn't be looking at previous years' win rates to determine who we should be drafting in 2021. So I decided let's let's dig a little bit deeper on the spectrum with some buckets. You know, buckets are a great thing to put numbers inside of. So first I found just what the average split is between the underperformers and the performers at ADP. So the underperformers have a win rate of 8.3% or less, and the performers have a win rate of 8.3% or more. So first I set up the control, which is just going to be the entire population of the 271 players. And about 64% of the, the first six rounds of a draft are players that performed the year prior and about 36% of them underperformed the year prior. So we have about a, a one third to two thirds split because obviously it's not going to be 50 50. The guys in the top six rounds aren't going to be guys that busted the year prior because they're going to move down ADP. So that's going to be our baseline. The far left of this chart, that's our baseline. Let's start on the far right now, though. We we define busts as players who had a win rate of 5% or worse. And this this just comes from the, uh, the article I, I uh, broke down in the last video I just posted, which was league winning running backs. And that's just that's something that Pat Corrine came up with. 5% are players that busted. So I'm just going to go on with that. And the split is about what we saw across the entire population. Players that busted, 63% of them came from performers and 37% of them came from underperformers. That's about the same win rate that we had from the control group. So players are busting at the same rate as players who were league winners the year prior. There's no players who busted the year before aren't more likely to bust in that next year. It's about an even playing field. But let's look at the other side of the spectrum. Now we're going to look at league winners, which are defined as 13% win rate to 20% win rate. And the split here does favor the previous year performers. We have a 69 to 31 split. So that, that favors the previous year performers by about 6% more than uh, expected. It's nothing crazy. And I'm not sure there's much of an age, uh, an edge to gain because of two things. It's a small sample. And because of the next point I'm about to make, the part that I was like most shocked by was this legendary upside group. And Karain in that article that I just referenced, he defines a 20% win rate or more as legendary upside. And the split here for legendary upside players is 50-50, despite the population being a 36 to 64 split. The players who underperformed the year prior are actually better bets to have that league smashing upside. Now, the disclaimer is we're dealing with very small sample sizes here. The only players to ever put up a 20% or better win rate, it's a list of 10 players, but it's still really interesting. And these, these underperformers create a discount at ADP causing massive win rates. 20 points per game selected with a fifth overall pick and 20 points per game selected with like your 24th overall pick. The win rates you're getting at that 24th overall pick are like 20% plus. The ones you're getting at that top five pick is probably more in like the 12% range. So the, the farther back you can get a super high performer in ADP, the better you're going to have on the win rates. And that's where I think we're getting here, this trend, because a player is going to underperform the year prior. That's going to move their ADP back. And then that's what kind of sets them up to go over the top and smash that next year. And this trend was the most apparent in 2020. Of the top four players last year in win rate from 2020, in the first five rounds, all of them had a below average win rate the year prior. So let me say this one more time. The players from the first five rounds of ADP last year that won you championships in 2020 
costed you championships the year prior. Kamara and Adams disappointed in 2019 because of injury. Kelsey and Diggs had off years in 2019. They all came up huge in 2020. This is huge. The, the discount that you're getting on those players from their, their down seasons in 2019 paid off for those bold enough to stick their neck out and draft these players. You know, go big or go home, risk it for the biscuit. I'm telling you guys, do not be scared to draft these players that disappointed the year prior because you're probably getting a value at ADP. That's what we saw with a lot of these players. Now, I will take a step back and say that 2020 was a weird year. If you take out 2020, only two out of seven legendary win rates came from underperformers in the previous years. None of them came between 2018 and 2019. That, in my opinion, is kind of just speaks to how dominant Christian McCaffrey is. But the interesting part is that if you zoom out and look at it, 80% of the underperformers who became legendary performers came from outside of the first round. So I think there's something to this, to this little trend that we're seeing. Cause I think there's something there for identifying that next Todd Gurley. Remember Todd Gurley was a stud in his first season. He comes out the next season. He's drafted like a top five overall pick and he underperforms because he had Jared Goff at quarterback in year one. Everyone was souring on him. Okay. So now he's like a back end of the second round pick. Then McVay comes in, Goff takes that second year jump, and that's when he smashes. He was still the same talented player. He was still in a similar situation, but the ADP discount is what it just what caused him to have that huge league winning upside. And when a people when people sour on a player, it, it creates that massive upside. So I think we get a more clear conclusion that the legendary upside guys that were drafted outside of the first round are usually guys that underperformed the year prior before, besides like McCaffrey. McCaffrey, you know, he was a, a year two guy, he was uncertain. But outside of that, the four other players to come outside of the first round that were also 20% or better win rate players came from underperforming seasons the year prior. So expect a part two where I dive into some of these back uh, bounce back candidates with legendary upside for this year that are drafted in that second range, that second round range area, because that's really interesting that we're getting guys that are hitting those legendary upside rates coming from underperforming seasons. Now, this brings us to to the verdict. What can we what can we kind of draw from this video? from all of the research I put in the past couple of days. And there's one thing for certain. Do not sour on players because they left a sour taste in your mouth. They fucking burned you last year. They cost you a championship, even though you probably weren't gonna make the playoffs anyways. Previous year win rates don't matter at all. We we know this for a fact. The correlation was literally zero. And I, and I, I ran it again, it was like 0.0003. That's why it didn't come up with any type of number on the trend line. It literally has nothing to do with what a player is going to do in the current year. Their previous year win rates of if they busted for your team, if they caused you to miss out playoffs, it does not matter. We found that players who underperformed the year before have just as good as chance to perform at ADP in the next year. And that's the single most important takeaway from this. Do not fade a player because he burned you last year. If he's talented and he's in a good situation, we should be drafting that player. Now, any assumptions after that are a little bit shaky, I'll admit. So the, the, the legendary league winner stuff, I think is is very strong but it's also a small sample size so it's nothing too too definitive like i said that first point previous year win rates do not matter stop fading players that burned you that's the biggest takeaway but i think there is something there that i'm going to dive into on another video where i think that we can kind of see the unlikely league just like set on fire type players 20 percent plus win rate i'm going to look into it a little bit more and whenever this comes out i'm going to follow this up with two more videos on my favorite bounce back candidates i'm going to probably involve one or two guys in those videos that i think have the situation where they they underperform the ADP and they can hit that 20% or more legendary upside. So we're going to break down probably my favorite bounce back running backs, favorite uh, bounce back wide receivers. And that's the video. Let me know before I even make that video, who your favorite bounce back wide receivers and running backs are in the comments down below. And while you're down there, make sure you join the discord. We got all the homies 
in that chat. We're actually doing a little bit of like a live event right now where I don't really have a name for what I want to call you guys. You know what I mean? I don't know, like the basement squad, the basement bunch, the basement dwellers. I think that that one's kind of, I don't know. I think that that one's not great, but I don't know. Something with the basement, something with just like the channels vibe. I think that's something like if I could call you guys something, I think that'd be dope. Um, on top of that, I love making these videos where like I get to sit down and do like legit research. I kind of feel like I'm actually doing something out here. You know what I mean? I kind of want to come with these like high quality research type videos with you guys probably like once or twice a week because I do I don't love the idea of just putting the camera on you know let's cover the bangles today let's do a bangles breakdown and then I just kind of ramble in front of the camera and talk about the bangles even though I've never produced a video like that I want to start getting more you know I want to really give you guys that good information you can't get from anywhere else so let me know if you guys like these kinds of videos in the comments down below make sure you smash the like button if you fucked with this video and yeah, man, you can follow me at RonStore underscore on Twitter. And I'll see you guys in the next one.